This is episode 417, How to Stop Nervous Habits with Jessica. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. For those of you who missed the Coach's Corner I dropped this past Saturday, go ahead and check it out. I walk you through my 40-day process, a simple process to create lasting change in your life. If you know my 40-day process, I encourage you to listen to Saturday's episode because I expand upon it because I'm always wanting to to up-level for myself and for all my listeners and clients. Today's show, we cover a what a lot of people refer to as a nervous habit. This one in particular um, is skin biting. There's other nervous habits like nail picking or picking apart split ends or other place like eyebrow pulling. It can even be as severe as something like cutting. And in a 20 to 30 minute conversation, I am not going to be able to solve that or really, really get in deep enough to the level that would be required to heal it at, at, the, at the level of lasting change. However, in the short time that Jessica and I had together, we really did cover a lot of ground and hopefully shed some light on why these kind of habits exist and why wanting to get rid of them or making them wrong is exactly what we don't want to do. So as you're listening to this show, consider Do you have any nervous habits like skin picking, nail biting, pulling apart split ends, pulling out eyebrows, things like that? Did you have pain inflicted upon you as a child that you felt you had no control over? Do you notice that the nervous habits emerge even in situations where you quote unquote should feel safe? And finally, do you keep trying to stop something by shaming yourself by making it wrong? and you aren't getting anywhere with that approach. So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my conversation with Jessica. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that actually today, September 6th, I am going to be doing a special grad panel with graduates of my women's retreat. We're getting close to the retreat. It's only about six weeks away. We still have spots available and we're offering partial scholarships as well. So if you are interested at all, this is your last chance to apply. We are getting close to filling up. You can join me for the grad panel where I'll be answering any questions you have and you'll be hearing directly from grads about how the retreat impacted their life. Was it worth the investment? Um, How did they get over certain concerns like not wanting to be in a room full of women, all that kind of stuff. We're going to cover a lot of ground. You can join me at christinehasler.com slash panel, and you can always get the recording of that if you email assist at christinehasler.com. The application page for the retreat is still up. It's christinehasler.com slash signature retreat. But I wanted to do a grad panel because it's one thing when I talk about it. It's another thing when you hear other people talking about it. So even if you're already registered for the retreat and you just want that little extra reassurance, oh, I'm doing the right thing, or you want to get in the retreat energy, you can join me again at christinehasser.com slash grad panel. 
And I want to take the next moment to thank my sponsor, which is Air Doctor. I love Air Doctor. They make my favorite air purifiers, and it's something I'm picky about. It's the air purifier that I have in my daughter's room, in my room, and I really, really trust it. And I also love that it can be quiet. It can go on auto mode. And you can dim it completely so there's no lights. And anybody with a kid, when you're trying to black out their room, (laughs) you know that you have to cover. There's so many things that have lights. And that's just one of the many awesome features about the Air Doctor purifiers. And we need air purifiers. Unfortunately, we spend almost 90% of our time indoors. And according to the EPA, indoor air can be 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. So you breathe about 30,000 gallons of air per day. You want that stuff filtered. Air Doctor filters out dangerous contaminants and allergens so your lungs don't have to. They use an ultra HEPA filter that's been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested bacteria and viruses. It filters out dangerous contaminants and allergies such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. From stinky gym clothes to chemical cleaning products, Air Doctor is always on call to keep your air fresh and clean. And again, this is what I put in my baby's room. She's in there. 12 hours a night. And I want the air that she's breathing to be the most quality air she possibly can. The classic Air Doctor 3000 purifier is powerful enough to circulate the air in a 630 plus square foot room four times an hour, which is awesome. And their whisper jet fans are 30% quieter than ordinary air purifiers. So Here is your call to action. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code OVERIT. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. So again, lock in this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code OVERIT. Again, airdoctorpro.com, up to 39% off and up to 300 off your order airdoctorpro.com, promo code over it. All right, and now on to my coaching call with Jessica. Jessica, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So today I would really love some guidance around my habit of skin picking. I would really love to break out of this habit, which mm-hmm. I've had ever since I could remember. And it's just really interfering with me being fully present in my life. I think I get quite anxious when I pick. That's what I notice. And I feel like I've tried several things. I've, you know, I'm sort of that I've been a high achiever. So I've accomplished a lot when I do something, I'll do it. But this is the one thing, the one habit that I've found quite tricky um, to break out of. So I would love some guidance around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Do you do it to the point of bleeding? Yes. Yeah. Around my thumbs. Around your thumbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you've thought about this. What do you think? Oh, hmm. I, I have a feeling it is around. So I've, I've tried to really, um, feel into, okay, what does, what does it bring up in me when I am picking? And I just feel like I digress into a scared mm-hmm. little child. I feel mm-hmm. scared. There's some sort of fear, but I can do it pretty much anywhere. I did it before this call, actually. Mm-hmm. And so logically, I think, you know, why, why am I scared? But yeah, I, I think that's what comes up. Yeah. And when you do do the picking, does it bring you a sense of relief? 
in a way, yes, it hurts yeah. afterwards, but yeah. it's also relieving in the moment. Yeah, right. So first and foremost, no judgment. Mm-hmm. Like you've heard, you've, you've listened to the show. Most people that call to be on the show listen to the show. And you've heard me say probably many times, nothing heals when we judge it. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. And nothing heals when we look at it as like something wrong. So this is not a problem. You're not doing anything wrong. You've just adopted a self-soothing strategy that you want to change. Because that's what mm-hmm. it is. It's a self-soothing strategy. Mm-hmm. And it's also a way to control and sort of channel our energy and our feelings when everything else feels so overwhelming. So mm-hmm. a lot of times with skin picking or something more severe like cutting, there's many reasons it can come about. But one of the reasons is when, when pain is inflicted upon us, either emotional or physical or sexual or mental, and everything feel feels so out of control. The, it's like the ability to cause ourselves our own pain and actually be the one controlling the pain gives a sense of power. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So what's coming up for you around that? Oh, when you said I'm in control of inflicting the pain. Wow. Wow. And expand on why that feels like a wow to you, if you don't mind. Hmm. I never piece that together. Yeah, something just landed there. Um, hmm. We can just let it land. Mm-hmm. We can just let it land. No pun intended. We don't have to pick it apart mentally <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I just want to ask you a question. If you don't want to answer it, you definitely don't have to. Mm-hmm. So just letting this awareness of, wow, like me being in control of inflicting the pain may have felt empowering and being open to the question I'm going to ask, which is, was pain inflicted upon you you had no control over? Yes. Okay. Okay. And I imagine that was pretty scary. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And felt pretty you felt pretty powerless at those times, yes? Very, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So can you see how brilliant your subconscious mind is to come up with a strategy that gives you some sense of power over pain back? <sighs> hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's a dual thing. It gives that power over pain and it's in a way a self-soothing thing as well. Because when we're in overwhelm of any kind, when we can pick or my thing that I used to do was pull apart split ends and I would Mm -hmm. just do it for a long time. It is a soothing strategy that sort of shuts down everything else and it like brings our focus on the, the picking so we don't have to feel other things as well. Mm. So it's control, it's soothing. Numbing is too strong of a word, but you know what I mean. Like it's it's a way to kind of shut down everything else. Yeah. So it's been very, very useful. Mm. It's served its purpose. Can you see that? Yeah. 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 So in seeing that, 
can you let go of the judgment around it and the urgency to stop it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something I've, I've shamed myself a lot for it. Um, but yeah, it's not serving me. No, because would you ever shame a child for doing whatever they needed to do to cope with pain being inflicted on them? No. Because mm. that's the part of you that you're shaming. And I'm not, I don't want to shame you for shaming. I want to be really <laughs> clear about that. I just want you to drop into your heart and really feel compassion yeah. for that little girl who really felt powerless and scared. Yeah. 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 Mm. So what's present for you now? Mm. That's all landed so far. And I guess the other thing that's coming up is why do I, and I, I don't know if I'm judging still, but why do I feel like I pick in such little, what's seemingly little sort of scenarios or situations? For example, waiting at a train station, social situations, even when I'm with my husband, like things like why why do I still pick in, in these little situations? Well, because it's a habit and mm-hmm. seemingly little situations to the subconscious mind may not feel that way. Mm. So like waiting in a train station, like in that moment you may know there's not imminent danger, but to your subconscious mind of like, what's why aren't we doing anything? Why aren't we busy? Why are we just waiting? Uh. What's going to happen? You know, and even with your husband, who your conscious mind knows I'm safe and I'm loved, to other parts of you, the person that initially or per- people that initially inflicted pain, I'm sure at one point you thought those were the people that were supposed to keep you safe and love you. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's just this, this habit and this way of you know, soothing yourself, being with yourself. And, you know, a lot of times these things that we do, they just sort of become habits. You know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the time it's because there's a subconscious trigger and sometimes it's because it's just a habit. But again, we don't need to pick it apart. It's more about knowing that there's nothing wrong. There's no shame. The origin of this comes from a very, very tender, young a scared, feeling powerless part of you. Mm. So we, no shame, no judgment. So, so important. So when you've, in, in the past, when you've been working with this, has there anything that you've done in those moments where you notice yourself picking that's been helpful to shift behavior? Mm. So I have... Uh, it was late last year, actually, I had about a four month period where I stopped picking, which was insane to me. And I noticed that it got triggered again earlier this year, but I did manage to stop for a bit because I think I, it was because of the band-aids I kept wearing around my fingers. Mm. So the more band-aids I wore with time, um, I guess, yeah, it's a habit thing. Maybe it just stopped Stop the habit of picking at it but then earlier this year I had more social time and it, it triggered the picking again 
But I find also what helps me stop is if I've spent a lot of time on my own and had my own time where I feel in control and I get to do whatever I want, then it, it reduces the picking. Right. Yeah. So what was the key thing you said in that? Whatever I want. Whenever I'm in control. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So I think what's going to be helpful, you know, and there's in a 20 to 30 minute conversation, obviously there's a limit to how deep we can go. And Mm -hmm. if I was working with you more long-term, I would work, do some pretty deep inner child work with you and work on that exiled part who feels like the only control and power she has and the only soothing strategy she has is the picking. Um, Mm -hmm. But my concern with going there right now in this moment when I have a little bit more limited time is I don't want to um, like go in, dip into that part and then kind of dip back out and have that part of you feel abandoned and more scared and then the picking gets worse. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, well, there's a few options. There's the inner child workshop. I don't know if you've done that, but that's a really great option for you. Okay. And then in the moment, what is going to be super helpful from my perspective? And you tell me if this lands for you. You've probably heard me talk on the show about time travel, of how you can be in your conscious mind in a social situation with other adults and there can be no imminent danger. Mm-hmm. But it triggers a feeling that reminds you of the past. So nervousness, for example, or trepidation or self-consciousness, that feeling, it can show up if we walk into a social situation. And it can also show up if we hear footsteps of the person that maybe the person that abuses us or maybe someone else and we're not sure. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the same feeling, totally different scenarios, but same feeling. You get that Mm -hmm. distinction. So in situations where your rational mind might go, okay, I may not have control here, but this is a dangerous situation. Your more subconscious mind is like, but this feeling of nervousness means something bad is going to happen. And so Mm -hmm. there's a bracing inside of ourself that happens. There's a dysregulation that we move into. That fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, part of our nervous system flares up. And then whatever strategy we've used, one of yours being picking, is like, okay, It's time to do that now. So what's going to help, a simple thing that's going to help is to get yourself in the present moment as much as possible with simple tactics like saying, that was then, this is now. It's September 1st, 2023. I'm at 2465 Maple Street at my friend Susan's house. Like really talking inside of your mind to get yourself in the present day. And it may sound silly and it may sound trivial, but it really helps all parts if you go, okay, wait, like this is where we are now. Does that first part make sense? Yeah. Yes. And do you feel that could be helpful? I have more to say, but you feel that that simple thing could be helpful? Yes. Yeah. I can do it more. I feel like I've tried before and it's, it can work sometimes. Other times it doesn't because the urge to pick is so strong, but I'll, I'll definitely be more, more mindful of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's just one thing. So if the urge to pick is still there, I don't want you to fight yourself. Mm. 
if the urge to pick is there, let yourself pick and say, I'm soothing. I'm soothing myself right now. I'm showing myself I have control. And then just start to go, would anything else feel soothing? What if I stroke the inside of my wrist? What if I put one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly? What if I take a few deep breaths? Because the more you resist that urge to pick, the more it's going to, that part of you that is doing, is a protector part, right? That part of you that's doing it to protect is going to feel like it has to sound the alarms even more. Mm. Because the system, the operating system that it uses to protect you is being rejected. Mm-hmm. So if the urge is there, allow yourself to do it, just do it consciously and see mm-hmm. if you can, without any attachment, shift it, be aware of what it is. On the surface level, I'm picking the skin around my thumbnail. But what this really is, is I'm soothing myself and looking for some control. How mm-hmm. else can I soothe? What do I have control over? This may not be my party, but I have control over who I talk to. I have choice about if I want to go to the bathroom, if I'm feeling overwhelmed. I know where the exit is. I can leave if I want. Mm. Like really showing yourself in those moments where you feel like you don't have quote unquote control, that you have choice. So Mm. what I see with things like this is people either do it or don't do it. They either try to quit cold turkey or they just succumb to it. And neither really works in terms of Mm. really healing it, right? Again, there's nothing wrong with picking. Our goal is not make that picking go away. The intention is more to go, hmm, there's a part of me that feels powerless, out of control, like I have no choice and scared. Mm -hmm. How do I tend to that part of me? Right now, picking is something that works. So I'm going to not fight it. I'm going to like respond to that urge because it's telling me something. So in the picking, that's when you can start to have conversations with yourself. What else would feel good? What else would feel soothing? What do I need to tell myself right now? What do I need? And work Mm. with yourself while in it versus either succumbing to it completely and then shaming yourself and judging yourself or band-aiding yourself up and just trying to prevent it from happening. How does that feel inside your body? Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do do you have a little one, or was that an animal I heard? Do you have a child? Um, I'm pregnant. You're pregnant. Okay. Yes. Okay. How many months pregnant are you? It's quite early, actually. And how are you feeling about that? Um, excited. Yeah, grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful inspiration, right? To thank you. really want to care for that little one inside of you because when we have a little one outside of us that we need to care to and get to care for, sometimes caring for our own little one becomes a little more complicated because mm-hmm. so much energy is going on that little one outside of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pleased to hear you're newly pregnant. So you have some time, mm-hmm. but the urgency is even there, not pressure, but importance, mm-hmm. urgency of really, really making a safe space for your little girl inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
what was your relationship like with your mom? Um, well, that's a hard question. Um, not, I mean, oh my gosh, I'm lost for words. Um, that's okay. It's not, not what I, I guess my inner child wished it could have been. Um, we could say we were close, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, it's not what I wished I had. What do you wish you had? I wish I had a really nurturing, emotionally present mum. Really nurturing mum. Mm-hmm. I wish I had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you be that for yourself? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And do you see how not having that nurturing mom means you had to find other ways to nurture and soothe yourself like the picking? Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like your mom protected you? No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Do you feel there's anger at your mom you're still working through? A little bit. But as you say that, I feel like as you've been speaking, I feel like some anger has been coming up toward the person who I felt, who was just so unpredictable, caused me that that pain, I guess, where I felt so out of control. And maybe my mom plays a part. It wasn't directly my mom. It was my grandpa. And I just feel... I thought I had forgiven him, but I I just felt angry as you were speaking. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So there might be more there. Mm. And, you know, when we have that repressed anger, it's going to find a way, you know, anger leaks. So Mm. that's another reason it's like when we're trying to remember how I said earlier, numb or contain or, you know, check out from the feeling. Mm-hmm. Better just to feel it. And if you don't feel, if it doesn't feel aligned to do traditional anger work when you're pregnant, you could do it in writing and get it out mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. But anger yeah. at grandfather, anger at mom for not protecting, you know. Can mm-hmm. you imagine not protecting your child from someone that was inflicting pain? No. Right. Mm. right. And this isn't about blaming your mom. It's about mm. being honest with your own experience. Yeah. Mm. So mm. the picking is, is you know, it's, a, it's an alarm. <laughs> it's yeah. reminding you of like, okay, I'm not feeling nourished and soothed and nurtured. You know, I am feeling out of control. I'm feeling scared right now. I'm feeling triggered by something. And in a way, you know, you didn't have the the role model of a mom to show you how to nurture yourself. And so you're learning how to do that. Mm. So again, Mm. please don't try just to stop because Mm -hmm. that's not very nurturing. Nurturing isn't that behavior isn't okay. Stop it. Nurturing is more okay. I see you're behaving in this way. What's underneath it? What's really going on? Mm. You know, I was reading a book last night, and it's a fiction book. And the mother got called in because her daughter was bullying another kid. 
and she and the father were outside talking and he said, what's her punishment? And the mother said, there's no punishment. There needs to be understanding. And she went and got her child and said, okay, Madison, your dad and I and you, we're going on a drive. We're going to go get some ice cream. We're going to sit down on the beach and we're going to talk about this and figure out what's going on over ice cream. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the story went on from there and eventually, you know, the child was able to disclose what was going on. That's nurturing. You just going, Mm -hmm. no picky, put a bandaid on more punishment because it it makes Mm -hmm. you feel like you're doing something wrong. (sighs) Yeah. So all very timely as you're stepping into this portal and threshold of motherhood to really embody the mother within. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I've I've got to any pleasing, like people pleasing patterns, which I've had just, yeah, I guess they sort of contribute to me having not mothered myself because right. I feel like I have to put everyone else first and right. um, I can't do whatever I want that's selfish and you know, things like that so I think that yeah that would play a part in, in really mothering myself yeah. more and that's a mm. really 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 important thing to shift before you have a baby because you don't mm-hmm. want to go into the martyr mother mother role where mm. it's all about everyone else especially the baby and you come last that will just actually mm-hmm. accelerate the picking. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. And what I, and everything the picking represents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So take a nice deep breath. And put one hand on your heart and one hand on your womb. And just either inwardly, if you feel more comfortable, or outwardly. Just say, I will mother myself. I will mother myself. I know how to mother. I know how to mother. I deserve to be nurtured. I deserve to be nurtured. Anything else you want to say to either your little girl or the little one growing inside? I love you. I love you. I love you. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. You got this. Mm. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Mm. Thank you to Jessica for being so brave to bring a topic forward that at some time you carried shame about. And I think that so many of us can relate to talking about something that we have shame about or judgment about. But oh gosh, when we talk about it and we're received with compassion and love and that reassurance that there's nothing wrong with us, oh, I can feel so much better. I know whenever I've had something I'm ashamed about that I've wanted to keep inside when I share it, when I talk about it, I always feel so much better. So if any of you can relate to anything Jessica shared, maybe the skin biting thing is something that you do or skin picking, maybe you have a different habit, please, if there's anything you learned from this episode, let go of the shame, let go of the judgment, 
I'll say it over and over again. Nothing heals with judgment. Things only heal with love and acceptance. So that was my main encouragement to Jessica is to stop the shame, stop the judgment, really love this part of her, this protector part, because it is protecting a very scared child who felt powerless and had pain inflicted on them. And when we have those protector parts, the last thing we want to do is just try to force them to go away because they'll, they'll just try to do their job even stronger. And that's why I encouraged her when, when the picking begins is not to try to stop it, to just be aware that it's happening and to work with it in that moment. There's a lot of different ground we covered, you know, in, in 20, 30 minutes, there's only, you know, so deep we can go. And there was a part of me that wanted to take her into that deep inner child work, but I disintuitively felt that it wasn't the time. And it was probably because she's pregnant. I found that out later, but that's, that's mostly the reason is, um, knowing that she has this other life growing inside of her. I didn't want to take her into an area that would be too deep to go into in a short amount of time. Now I'm not saying it's not safe for pregnant women to do deep work. I would just really want to make sure she was held and there was integration time and, and all of that. So for Jessica and for any of you that are dealing with something like this, I know that you probably want it to go away and there's an urgency to make it go away. Be patient, be gentle, know that these habits often develop as a survival strategy, as a coping strategy. And so just to rip them away is so hard. <laughs> and to have that expectation of yourself is really unreasonable. So go slow, be gentle, really nourish and nurture that inner child, parent yourself, mother yourself, father yourself, love on yourself instead of constantly wanting something to change about yourself. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.